Welcome, heathens and witches, to the Horn and Cauldron podcast. podcast. Yeah, we're back at it again. Uh, I'm John Norgrove. This is Julie Norgrove. This is our witchy podcast, uh, once weekly uh, witchy podcast. And today we will be talking about Mabon. But this is our Mabon 103. That's right. So living in harmony with the seasons. Yes. I'm excited to learn along with y'all. If this is your first time here, thank you very much uh, for listening. Uh, (laughs) Julie does all the research and I'm just here with color commentary. And not only that, but we had previously talked about this episode being not what it ended up being. So you really are in the dark. For what it's worth. I don't remember what we talked about. I mean, listen, I'm definitely there for the planning meetings, but like you've been at work where your boss is like, we have this meeting and you're like, okay, this seems like it could have been an email, but I guess I'll attend this meeting. And then you sit in the meeting and it's like nine old people confused about how your business works. Right. Or like upset that an Excel spreadsheet says the truth. They're like, ah, oh, this doesn't make any sense. How could it be this way? And you're like, because that's how numbers work. I don't, I don't know what the fuck you want from me. It's sort of like that energy <laughs> um, where like as soon as the meeting's over and you walk out of that room, your mind just erases that shit. Yeah, you've just been uh, mind wiped. So yeah, that's kind of the way it's like, it's that MIB, you know, that yeah. men in black, like boof, mindy racy thing. Every time we talk about like, oh, this is what we're going to do for the next couple of months worth of podcast episodes. I have like a bunch of bold opinions and like stratagem ideas and we talk about it. And then as soon as we're like, all right, that sounds like a good idea. I turn around and I'm just like, where am I? Who who am I? What's happening right now? That's pretty it's accurate. fucking immediately gone from my mind. So, yeah, so yeah. that's fun for me, I guess. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, living in harmony with the seasons. Uh, be nice to nature. Don't be an ass. End of episode. Yeah, done. Yeah. Uh, no, what is this? Ever, please. Um, <laughs> please. Yeah, right? They'll go on forever. Don't worry. Uh, so first of all, yes, this is not out before the the fall equinox, if you're listening to this when this first comes out. Um, but that's because we look at things being as part of a season. So we often talk about how if you don't feel like doing magical stuff on a day that's supposed to be particularly auspicious magically, or it's a Sabbath or a blot or whatever, like then don't do it at a time that works better for you. So we look at these Sabbaths as being like a seasonal thing. So we're kind of like in that season of my bond yeah, right now. Yeah. Well, we're not, we're not ones to like, like celebrate on the day. Right. Okay. So the way that I look at it is this, uh, like if a blot or Sabbath is on like a Tuesday or Wednesday. I work for me. I don't have to like go into an office, my dude. If that shit's on a Tuesday, I am not participating. On a Tuesday, I am too busy. I don't have time for that. That can be like a Saturday. We'll plan it on Tuesday. We'll have like a nice meal or whatever on Tuesday. But like the actual event, TM, if you will, is generally like postponed until a weekend or sometimes distributed across several days. One day we're going to do like whatever crafty thing we're going to do. And then like the next day we'll do like a fancy meal because the craft took too long and it's 1030 at night and we're just not going to eat dinner or or we're just going to have like some snacks or some ice cream because it's too late to be cooking. Or all we really have the energy to do is to clean our altars. Yeah. So So it's sort of a distributed (laughs) load event is the way that uh, the way that we approach these things because it's more about what you're doing and not about like um random position of our planet during its orbit so yeah yeah so anyway we'll talk first a little bit about mebon so all of these 103 episodes are sort of the like or sort of the like uh idea of like this is what you can do with the the principles with the ideas with the like vibe behind an exploration of like a greater depth as opposed to with specificity. Yeah. Right. So the one ones are sort of like an, are like a, uh, an overview to kind of get you in the mood as it were. Uh, And the one Oh twos are like specific to a like piece of information about this Sabbath, right? It's something very, very specific, like dialed in. Uh, And these one Oh threes are more of an exploration of sort of like the, like the source 
energy, the yeah. like kind of greater plot of the story of that festival blot Sabbath. Uh, or so something that you can that's kind of get, related to yeah, it. Yeah, or like relationally yeah. connected. So that way you can kind of have like a deeper understanding and start working on developing your own uh, way of expressing this Sabbath, even if it means you don't have the opportunity to do like a whole rigmarole. Yeah. You know, everybody loves a good bonfire, but sometimes your apartment would super prefer if you did not have a bonfire. <laughs> so maybe you can explore other parts of the Sabbath with greater depth and leave the bonfires to not near your house. Yeah. So yeah. it's sort of that kind of energy. Yeah. So that said, let's talk about Mabon. Mabon is typically takes place on the autumn equinox, um, which this year was, I think I wrote down the wrong date, was 923 or 924, whatever last Saturday was uh, in the northern hemisphere. And in the southern hemisphere, it is uh, on the what? It is on the other equinox side, which is typically in March. It is the 23rd. Last was Saturday. the 23rd? Yeah. OK, I was like, I don't know what numbers are. Um <laughs> I'm not here Time's for math. Times make belief, guys. Don't worry about it. Um, and Mibon is the second of three harvest festivals, the first being Lunasa, and the third actually being Samhain um, as a harvest festival. It's a relatively newer festival, although if you've listened to a lot of these episodes, um, most of these are all newer festivals created in the mid-20th century. Uh, and this one in particular is named after a wealth... Welsh mythological figure, Mabon ap Modron. Uh, and while this is a newer festival, cultures throughout the world have been celebrating the autumn equinox for thousands of years. Yeah. So, like, this is not a new time to celebrate. This is just a relatively new name for this particular yeah, holiday. It, well, it's more like the name and structure were sort of ratified into consciousness during the, like, mid-20th century as a function of sort of trying to, like, put it all in one package, in one box, because there's, like, a bunch of places. Like, everybody who has the capacity of understanding an equinox would have celebrated an equinox, yeah. right? Um, and so, like, like obviously, many, many ancient cultures celebrated the autumn uh, uh, equinox, but... It wasn't necessarily like a specific thing. And when you're trying to build that calendar out, right, obviously one of the days is going to fall on the equinox yeah. and you're like, okay, what is this? But there's not like a name. It's just like part of the yeah. harvest festivities that you do throughout the entire harvest season, yeah. as it were. Exactly, so. exactly. And the sort of the main themes of this particular um, time, this season, is uh, sharing and giving thanks. Some people actually call this the witch's Thanksgiving, which I have always thought is super duper weird, but... That's just me. Witches um, Thanksgiving. I've never heard that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's often called the Witches Thanksgiving because this is a festival about gratitude. Mm. And after this, we have Samhain. And then after that, we have Yule. So, like, we don't have a Thanksgiving E1. Sure. But, like, Thanksgiving takes place in different countries on different days. So it kind of doesn't matter anyway. Yeah. Um, it's also yeah. a time of transition to prepare for the winter reflection for the seasons that have come before us, uh, feasting of course, and drinking uh, rituals, athletic contests, matchmaking, trading, visiting Holy Wells. Um, but actually an interesting piece of this is bonfires were not particularly common to celebrate Mabon. Um, so maybe skip those this yeah, time don't around. <laughs> Uh, and if you're interested in more, we talk more in depth about Mabon um, in Mabon 101, that's episode 21, and Mabon 102, that's episode 44. Um, and we can get deep into those over there. Uh, but for now, we're going to stick with the theme of balance, the themes of balance and gratitude, because that's really when you boil down Mabon to a specific thing, it's really about that, the balance between light and dark, the and being grateful for the for the seasons. Um, I like to think about, think of the modern witchcraft sabbats and the Norse blots as a, as ways to honor, explore, experience, and add magic to the seasons as they pass by. Um, and that's one of the things that's so great about following this particular path is you have the ability to sort of do 
that a mm-hmm. thing that like most shall we say um s- uh non-secular capitalist americans don't really do sure totally, totally, <laughs> totally. yeah well you know we're a little bit less connected to the process of our food so like unless you have a garden and, a, and are a gardener or are like working like live in a particularly rural area like it's just fall yeah it's just like a vague in between time. Season. Yeah, it's just pumpkin spice season, right? Halloween decorations are basically out, but like, eh, it's hit or miss. Christmas is starting to like, uh, like some sort of bloody invasive species invade southward in time <laughs> yeah. towards now. I mean, we're already seeing uh, Christmas decorations out at places, which is ridiculous. So for a lot of people, this is sort of like. Like, school's already started, so you can't say it's, like, begin school. Yeah. Right? Like, Halloween's not here, but basically, your already plans are already set for Halloween. Yeah. Right? And it's time to start preparing the panic attacks for Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And it's still kind of trying to have warm days, at least for us, where we yeah. live Everywhere. this time Everyone's of year. Everyone's in a blue moon. You know, um, it's not entirely fall. It's not, you know, it's kind of like an interesting time <laughs> of the year. Um. And it's kind of like one of my favorite times of year, but it's one of those things where like, as I, um, as I like sort of forge my own magical path, I have started to find that I don't particularly have a favorite season per se. I sort of have started to honor all of the seasons. And really there's nothing wrong with having a favorite season, right? We're not saying that at all. Have a favorite season. Team winter. If you have a favorite season. Boom. But, um, but like, have you considered finding joy in each season as you experience it? I mean, every season it? has has dope stuff, right? Fall obviously has colored leaves. Everybody loves leaves. Colored leaves, uh, yeah. And Halloween, which is the best, which is the best holiday, the best of the holidays. Um, yes. And like, spring is nice because you get to stress out about gardening and there's flowers everywhere. And summer's nice because I can actually do work <laughs> outside unless it's blisteringly hot. At which point, no, thank you. Um. <laughs> But yeah, no, I'm definitely a team winter person. Yeah. I like the cold and the dark and the rain. I know you are. Yeah. So yeah, that's great. I can't do like outside work. Well, you still do. Conceptually, I can't do outside work, but I do yard work in the in the rain. Right. I mm-hmm. mean, you could still chainsaw in the rain. Yeah. So yeah, you can. If I got trees to tree, then rain time is perfectly fine. <laughs> Right. It's active cooling. This is the way that I think about it. Right. When you want to get like an even nicer gaming PC, you don't go with a standard uh, radiator for cooling your CPU. You go with water cooling. Right. So like a superior gaming PC, I need water cooling to lift incredibly heavy redwood (laughs) logs that are in my yard that need to be taken care of. So I just wait until it's wet and raining outside and then I can just be actively cooled so I don't die from the exertion of having to move wood that is way too fucking heavy for me. So there you go. You're welcome for that tip. Life tips with John. (laughs) All right. Going back to this idea of the seasons and stuff like that. So when I was writing this episode, I was starting to think about how like, oh, it's like favorite seasons and how do you prepare for the winter? But then I was just like, well, like, why not just prepare for winter? Why not prepare for other things? And then I was thinking about how time goes by faster and faster every year. And um, a couple of years ago, I remember feeling a bit shook when we heard um, Dion Cole, he's a, he's a stand-up comedian. Mm-hmm. He has this bit about having 30 summers left. Mm-hmm. And it's a very silly bit, um, but it has stuck with me. Um, there's actually a link to a uh, YouTube video that has this bit in the um, source below and um, you can, I'm not sure if it's on Netflix now, but it was on Netflix. So I linked a trailer to that too in the sources. Um, And I think about this. So I think about this often, but not just like how many summers I have left, but like how each summer is special, how each fall is special and how each winter is special. You know, if, if you only have 30 summers left, that means that you also only have 30 Thanksgivings left. 
and you only have 30 Halloweens and 30 Christmases. And then I have, you know, this sort of thing. And I'm just picking 30 because that's like the number that he had. Um, You know, I'm probably going to have more than 30 summers left because I'm going to live forever. Um, That's true. Yeah. So, um, so I've been thinking, so I was thinking about that and, um, a lot of times in our podcast, we talk about how moving to a small cabin in the woods at the edge of civilization has taught us to understand and live with the change in the seasons better. To connect with nature more, to pay more attention to like the trees and the birds and like the bugs, you know, we yeah. quantify seasonality the bugs around of each our season. house yeah. with bugs, and you know, we right like now we're in random bug about... season, and next we're going to be in big spider season. Yeah, yeah. And then um, we also have learned how the animals of the forest act with the changing of the seasons. Also, like right now, the squirrels are starting to collect bay nuts, and soon they're they're going to be dropping them on our roof to try and break them open, yeah, and also yeah. sometimes on our heads. It's also uh, it's also deer are getting more squirrely, Dan, because they're trying to pack on as much as they can. So they love trying to get all up into your yard and eat your garden. So every once in a while, you got to just like go outside and yell at a deer, like get off my lawn. Like style. literally happened the other night. Yeah, yeah. And not only did these deer not want to leave, but like, as they, f- uh, we stood there and we're like, you guys, you can't yeah. stay here. Don't, you gotta don't go. Eat, don't eat my fucking garden, You gotta garden, go bro. somewhere else. Yeah. And like somewhere from out of the houses, like downhill and towards town from us, somebody started playing like, a lone French horn. Yeah, it was as the deer started to walk away. It was, it was one of the most absurd. comical and absurd so moments absurd. Yeah. we have ever had living here. It was insane. Yeah. Both of our phones were inside, so you just get to imagine that. Um <laughs> but we also get to like observe the change of the seasons, like with our tortoise bordis, and how the leaves of the trees change, and also how the forest smells. Yeah. Because like redwood obviously like they don't change between summer and winter except that they do uh but um it's all uh, stuff around them and sort of like like what's growing and like what's like kind of dying back and such like that as well as we've got like the fish they act differently before winter comes the koi ponds uh and the chickens act differently so like we we really get to sort of interact more with nature as a function of just living out here and like the life choices we've made but it makes you much more aware of not just seasonality the like longer look at time but like also smaller patches of time you become more aware of like oh it's gonna rain soon or it's gonna or like the weather's gonna change or like you know whatever because of the way that like uh flora and fauna react yeah to the like small changes that are sort of beyond normal human perception that foretell in quotes yeah uh what's going to be happening next so we get the the super uh, the super fun time of being like, oh, the weather's going to change. Like, I'll just like come inside and be like, the weather's going to change. The fish told me because the fish are acting a specific <laughs> way in the pond. And like one of the ponds gets like a little cloudy before weather change during uh, because of bar- barometric pressure changes. So yeah. uh, I just get to like the fish. When, the, when I watch the fish, they tell me when the weather's going to change. Yeah. Welcome to living or in I'll the be woods like, like a there's a person. storm blowing in because I can hear the wind in the upper story of the redwoods. And yeah. it sounds a very specific way yeah um and i'm just and i'm just like that means you you need to see if there's any tools you have to put away so they'll get rained on (laughs) that means you gotta be brought back underneath for cover yeah yeah now so doing these things has is is not only interesting to us but also has created a lot of love and respect for the forest that we live in and it's also really helped us to get in touch with and grow our own magical practices even though a lot of the things we talk about are mundane there's a sort of synergy to it um at least for me there is there's sort of times where it's easier to do things or less easy to do things and you can just kind of like tap into the magic, the inherent magic of the earth easier. Um, And I know like not everybody has the ability to, or the desire to live in a cabin at the edge of the woods, dispensing wisdom and the occasional potion to visitors and passerby. That's true. But you can find your own way to live with the seasons, even if you generally hate the cold of winter or the heat of summer. 
Oh, for sure, for sure, for sure, right? I mean, no matter what big city you live in, you have access to, there are plants near you, yeah. right? And you can always get like a like a potted plant in the window, right? And notice little changes in the plant, you know, yeah. get yourself like an English ivy or a Sansevieria uh, snake plant or um, oof, what's the other one? Um, like a fern of some sort. Something uh, easy to grow. Those are, They're easy yeah. to grow. They're not particularly sassy about you being able to pay attention to taking care of them. Uh, and also, they have the added benefit of being uh, scientifically known to clean the air for yeah. you incredibly well. Uh, all three of the plants that I just spoke of um, uh, are... Uh, NASA tested and are like the like some of the top five plants that clean the air for NASA did a bunch of tests uh, in the early 2000s about trying to see like what plants would benefit putting on a space station the most with regard to like taking uh, particulate that's bad out of the air and whatnot, as well as these are plants that are like highly sensitive to seasonal changes as well. Yeah. Right. You can very much tell seasonality. A peace lily too, because they also have a flowering Very sassy. Yeah. Yeah, Very sassy plants. They'll tell you what's going on with them. Well, they're not sassy in the care, but they have. Oh, they're sassy in the seasonality. Yeah. They'll know, (laughs) they'll they'll know, they'll, they'll notice the like solar shift um as the light trickles through the window uh and you can also get like low light plants if like you don't get great sunlight i mean we live out in the woods and we don't get great sunlight because we're surrounded by fucking monstrous redwood trees so gardening is an absolute nightmare out here uh it's a constant battle with the sun yeah um and you know you don't even necessarily have to have a, a plant to do it you can oh, just of course not. have a place you know, most yeah, look people out are, the window. most people are outside at some point in time yeah, look out a window a touch some grass you know when you touch the grass look at the grass don't just touch it with your eyes closed look at it observe it it's all yeah. about patient observation and like the more you do that and the more you record that in your head in quotes right uh, the more you're going to be able to notice subtle changes and from those subtle changes and correlative reactions to those changes, you'll be able to determine like predictable and and accurate um, changes in weather or seasonality or anything to that nature. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We're actually I mean, hell, you can do the same that. thing with the fucking Starbucks menu. But yeah, that's true. Yeah, we're actually going <laughs> to we're actually going to dive into that a little bit. So, well, so let's start with some general things that you can incorporate into your routine to help you tune into the rhythm of the seasons. So, like John it's was just saying, seasons. First and foremost, spend time in spend time in nature regularly. You don't have to make a big deal of it. Just start by finding some time each day to be outside. That can be in your backyard or on a balcony. That can be if you're, you know, going to the car, walking your dog. It's as simple as taking a few extra seconds outside. That's it. And when you're outside, allow yourself to engage your senses of touch, sight, and smell. You'll find that you start noticing little things like seeing spider webs high up in the trees in the afternoon light, the house that always seems to smell like delicious pasta, and the feel of a cool breeze. And after a while, you'll start to notice patterns. Then you start to notice shifts in the patterns, like the always inevitable day in summer where you go outside and go, oh, yes. Fall is coming uh, because I have that day every single year. And this year it was like in May. <laughs> You're like fall will soon be here. And then we didn't have. Uh, we basically didn't have summer. a summer this yeah. this year. Um, and as you do this more often, you'll start to find yourself looking forward to finding these small changes, basically making excuses to be outside to observe things. And then you'll start to find the favorite things, you know, like starting to notice when the birds have little babies chirping or, you know, the leaves are turning colors, whatever your favorite thing is, you'll start to look forward to those. And this in and of itself is a small form of meditation and is the first step on this magical journey. 
it um it's when you start to feel appreciation for the things around you you give them space in your mind and then you can much more easily tap into that meditative zone and feeling yeah well you know if you've listened to me before if you listen to us before you've heard me talk about micro meditations uh my my favorite thing to to um expound upon as it were it, uh is the idea of like you can do the big to do right and i i do sit in like with your legs crossed and you've got like a nice sounds happening and you're in like a nice meditative zony state and place and comfortability uh and like that's gangster but also sometimes it's nice to just like go outside i regularly like especially in the morning when i'm drinking coffee uh, I'll have my coffee in the morning and I'll just like have a cup outside. I'll just like pour myself a cup and then just go outside and like just whatever. Sometimes it's watering the garden. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's like wanding the cobwebs down because the spiders are you. <laughs> if you live out in the redwoods, you have to wage a constant and ever present war with the arachnid army yeah. trying to for, trying to take over the planet. Um, so. That's fun, but uh, whatever. You got to fight back the arachnids and ruin their houses. Uh, unless they don't break the cardinal rule, uh, at which point they get to keep their houses. Yeah. So don't be all up in my stuff, bro. Yeah, don't, don't be all up in our don't stuff. Don't grow on my chop saw, my guy. I'm, <laughs> I used that less than eight hours ago. What are you doing? I was cutting wood at like 1030 at night last night. Get fucked. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but these spiders Sometimes out here, Sometimes a spider web just goes up yeah, like so, overnight. And so I'm like, aggressive. why did you do yeah. this? And like crazy. Sometimes like across, sometimes here. like across the path, right? That yeah. you walk through and you're just like, this is dumb, dog. What are you doing here? Yeah. Why would, why did you think this is Magic wanded away. I have like yeah. a, I have like stick in the front yard, stick in the backyard that I just like wand, just bloody, <laughs> uh, Vada Gadava that shit away or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Leviosa it, however that works. In Agata Devita. In Agata Devita, yeah. <laughs> what, whatever that magic stuff is. Um, but yeah, so just like do like little micro meditations. You don't need to do all that pomp and circumstance. You just need to like, you, it, it, it's, it's hard to explain it having done it so much now. But it's just being able to sort of like drop into pure observation and not be like in your own thinking space if a thought occurs while you're meditating like think it that's fine dog we have a whole podcast about meditation we talk about this a lot there. yeah we got a whole episode but, about but that. um but like the idea that when you're in nature just like observe it pay attention uh frequently i hear like hummingbirds we've got squirrels we've got deer out here you know like everything under the sun that you can think of so not everything under the sun everything under the sun that you can think of no Uh, attack giraffes everything that would make sense for being in this climate is here yeah and some things that don't make sense because people keep planting stuff that shouldn't be planted here yeah but definitely not everything under the sun no kind of (laughs) we'll see Okay, so you may be thinking to yourself, it's all fine and good to like want to be outside. But what if I hate a particular season and do not want to be outside during it? Well, hunch your shoulders. I have some tips. So <laughs> those are probably better tips than hunch your shoulders. Um, yeah, I tried. Uh, <laughs> so we'll start with fall because it's the season that we're in. Uh, now fall is fire season and hurricane season for some. Um, uh, so it can be a particularly stressful season when it comes to that stuff. Uh, but some things that you can love about fall is the smell of petrichor in the air. That's the smell of the first rain and like what sidewalk smells like. Uh, also the smell of decaying leaves. That's petrichor. Also the smell of beets. So have fun with that. Um, the leaves changing colors and harvest season food, drinks and festivities. Yep. There's a whole bunch of that. Oh. Fall. go to a pumpkin patch uh this is pumpkin patch season this is uh this is every grocery store's got pumpkins uh get one and carve one what are you an adult and you don't have anything to do on a tuesday get a pumpkin and carve it carving pumpkins is dope yeah uh it's pumpkin spice season so everybody's ugg booting up for pumpkin spice everything that's right those are everywhere give them a try 
75% of pumpkin spice flavored things are an abomination. But um, you'll find some gems. But 25% are fire, dog. Let me yeah. tell you. Some yeah. of that stuff is like, why? Why would you do this? Why is this um, so good? Why How? is this a thing? Uh, but some of it's delicious. Uh, you know what? Go Just go look at Halloween decorations. Yeah. Right? Go look at fall decorations. That was actually our Mebone uh, festivity. Yeah. We, did was, a, we just did a... We did a short video about that. You can find that on uh, my YouTube TikTok and, and on Instagram TikTok. Yes. and on our YouTube channel. Yep. Some links um, you can find in the description below. Um, or you can just go to nerddrive.com and it'll take you anywhere you need to go. Um, but uh, yeah, like that was super fun. Um, yeah. So moving on to winter. Um, winter is cold, dreary, and often and wet so where my frozen where my seasonal affective depression people at where my sads people at um so but winter has cozy warm clothes it has comfort foods if you're in a place soup heavy season it is yeah heavy with soups if you're in a place where there's snow try to remember the childhood magic of it yes i know that may go away quickly if you're trying to shovel a driveway but do your best but while you're shoveling that driveway you can always make a snowball and throw it at something yeah. Not someone. Throw it at something. A thing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and of course, it is a great season to use extra candles or fairy lights for ambiance and extra light in yep. dark times. Yep. It's it's uh, fire season for like fireplaces and stuff. So if yeah. you have access to a fireplace or a wood burning stove, like we have a wood burning stove, um, you get to do that. It's like wood chopping season. You get like hot apple cider and you get to go tree hot shopping cocoa. like like you like you want an absolutely fantastic winter fun time thing is when it's christmas tree time and you can go to like a christmas tree lot or whatever that's called just go just like go to starby's get a bev go to a christmas tree <laughs> lot in your mittens and your jacket and whatnot and wander around and look at trees and touch trees yeah it's fantastic. I love Christmas tree shopping ferociously. You are so particular about Christmas trees. I'm it's so, so I'm, crazy. I, I, I am. And I'm, we live in a house that is too small to yeah, have we, a Christmas yeah. tree. I have bold opinions about Unless Christmas trees. Unless we like trees. hang it upside down from the ceiling. Well, it's, it's because my family is, we love Christmas. And also we have a, we have like, like NATO level negotiations about <laughs> what we're going to do for Christmas. We got to a place where we were having rotational Christmas decision making, right? So we had a rotating king for Christmas, uh, whether it was my ta- my decision on what we're going to do or dad's or Rachel's or Justin's or whatever. So it's it's that thing where you're having to like constantly like figure out what are we going to do? How are the decorations going to be? I love any decorative holidays, holidays yeah. like that. That's the same reason why I love Halloween so much. So you get to decorate, you get to put up stuff. Who doesn't love decorating and living in like a magical ass place, my guy? Yeah. Like, who yeah. wants to live in an all-white house? My gods. Not us. No. Uh, but that's fine if you do. So, you know. Uh, moving along to spring. Spring time. Spring is tornado, flood, and allergy season for some people. Um, mm, so that can be yes. particularly rough. Um, but the first spring blooms are pretty, even if they uh, send you into an ambient... Ambien? No. Uh, a Claritin coma? <laughs> Ambien something else entirely. Um, I don't know nothing about no uh, <laughs> bloody allergies, so I'm the wrong um, person to ask. It's also a time to make summer plans. Spring yeah. is like a really popular time of year for that. Time to start and your garden. Yeah. Seasonal vegetables are starting to come out. Yeah. So like you get to you get to like start planning what you want to plant. Go. Same thing. Let me tell you, every one of these seasons is a time to go do some plant stuff. You want you want fall stuff? Go look at leaves. Go to a park. Look at trees that aren't evergreens, deciduous trees. Yeah. Look at leaves changing and falling as such. In the wintertime, go Christmas treeing. Right? You don't have to buy a tree, dog. You can just, like, go there with a bev and, like, look at trees. That's totally yeah. gangster. Right? For springtime, I... Dead serious, the best place to go in springtime is some sort of a plant farm or big box store that sells tools and plants. Whichever one is the one that's near you, right? Uh, There are a bajillion of them. I mean, like, even grocery stores got plants, 
during springtime, go go look at plants. Uh, if you would like, go get some plants. I have a plant problem, whereas I can't go anywhere without wanting to buy a plant, regardless of what time of year it is or whether or not I have space for it. Yep. So. Yep. Everything's about plants for me. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, And then rounding out the seasons, we've got summer. And yes, I know it's hot. And I know this year has been particularly rough for basically everyone but us. And that's weird, but whatever. Yeah, that's Um, true. We didn't really get like a lot of heat here, but like even just in town, it was like hot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, We we never really got hot, but it was like muggy. Yeah, and and smoky. Yeah. And um, that can be really tough. So ways to celebrate the summer for those of you that are not summer people. uh, Summer sunrises when it's the world is cool and quiet. Oh, yeah. Summer sunrises are particularly nice. And sunsets, of course, fantastic. Right. But uh, it's still pretty warm out during sunset. But sunrise, that's your time. It's cool. uh, You can also enjoy the way that plants perk back up after a watering during the heat of summer. That's always a particularly magical thing to look at. Or the way that fresh, cold summer fruit or popsicles make you feel when it's hot outside. Tiny moments of respite. Yeah, totally. It's park season. It's uh, outdoor event season. So you can go do an outdoor event, whatever that is. Uh, Summer is generally fair season. So you get to go to your local fairs. Um, If you're a fair goer, which I love fairs for the plants and the animals, I don't care about rides, but I love fairs for the plants and the animals, Uh, as well as it. Summertime is one of those fantastical times where like kind of like it's all vacation energy. It's all travel energy. It's all like freedom to do stuff energy because the days are longer. So like for all the good of all the other seasons, uh, summertime is generally the time of year where you get to both leave for work when the sun is out and come home from work when the sun is out. And it's nice not being just a shadow person. Yeah. Right? Because, like, when I used to drive, like, you know, 45 minutes to work every day, uh, during the pretty much fall, winter, and most of spring, it was like, leave the house when it's dark, return to the house when it's dark. I'm just always driving in the dark. I'm home in the dark. There's no light. I can't do shit. Yeah. Uh, It's also summertime is yard time. If you have a lawn, we do not do lawns here. But like if you have a lawn, you get to do lawn stuff. That's right. Which everybody seems quite hype about. Um, You get to do all of your garden stuff. Summertime is when you get to harvest your tomatoes and your bell peppers and your, you know, whatever else uh, vegetables you're working on, your corn and such like that. Uh, So summertime is is a very uh, is a time of great activity. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So next up uh, on the list of ways to add um, the appreciation for the seasons is finding some seasonal fun, which John's already been we've already been kind of talking about. But um, really what you want to do is try to find something that you enjoy that highlights the character the characteristics of the season. So for fall, that's harvest fairs, looking around, leaf watching, seasonal decorations, looking at them, buying them, making them, putting them up, observing them up. Um, And it's also finally cool enough to bake again. So have fun with that. And of course, fall holidays. And that goes all the way through Thanksgiving. Because Thanksgiving is sort of the end of that. Um, You know, so there's a ton of stuff to do during fall. Fall food. Right. I mean, like, like, obviously we football, talked about if you're a sports ball yeah, it's, person, it's football season, go football. Um, <laughs> makes it sound like I don't watch football. I do watch football. Yeah. You're like, um, go sports. Go sports. Uh, I hope that team hits a home run. Yeah. Uh, so go football. It's football season. So you get to watch that. It's uh, it's also for seasonal food time. Not only do you get like your pumpkin spice and all of that sort of festivities, but you also get uh, like with regard to Thanksgiving, all of the, your turkey and sides and stuff. Yep. And let me tell you, Thanksgiving apple is everything. so great. Oh, yeah. Apple stuff. 
right? Uh, like harvest festivals yeah. in the fall. Harvest festivals are super dope for that kind of thing. So like, yeah, dude. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. yeah. For winter, we've got more holiday decorations and treats, right? Yep. They're just a different flavor. Uh, you got all kinds of seasonal get-togethers. Um, some of them may not be your most fun thing, but also yep. if you... Um, if you get you, that dreaded If you can, yeah, right? If you <laughs> or can... Or the great one, depends have, on where you work. Have good seasonal get-togethers with people you love yep. um, and love to be around. You also have the magic of Christmas movies, um, which are a very specific thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh you have uh, ice skating or like faux ice skating, depending on where you are. Oh, I've never um, done one of those faux ice skate things. On like plastic. We have a, we have yeah. an ice skating rink like in the city yeah. near us. Yeah, there's also a um, faux one that pops up during Christmas time. Oh. Um, and then there's also visiting your local holiday lights festival or like whatever neighborhood puts yeah. on like band we have, displays. We have like four or five neighborhoods here in Sonoma County that are like like taking it to the limit yeah right and not just like there's like the four or five neighborhoods and then there's probably like 10 specific houses where the neighborhood is like well i'll put some lights up on the garage for the family uh you know yeah uh, for the season and then one house is just the like we uh, have one house national lampoons christmas vacation yeah. just like beam of light visible yeah. from space we got house. one house that is on our way home from town and it's not in our town it's in the town next to us and every single season they are taking it to the limit with decorations yeah. and i love it so it's much great, dude. like they even have they even have like decorations for like less less intense holidays like the <laughs> holidays that you don't normally think about decorating for like would you think about decorating for memorial day but they had them but they had them yeah no they're they're always yeah. taking it to it's the, the best it's they're great. always it's taking great. it to the limit i'm interested to see what they do for president's day yeah, <laughs> yeah. um so spring uh find a place to find wildflower blooms whether that's taking a day trip or hitting up a local park yep. there's definitely gonna be a place for wildflower blooms that's when farmers markets typically start up and that's also when the first fairs of the season start up too. yes yeah and of course uh fruit stands on the side of the road yeah that's when those start springing up yep <laughs> no mm, oh, didn't okay. do that on purpose never mind then <laughs> uh <laughs> And then lastly is summer. So visiting the water, whether that's the ocean, the beach, the river, the lake, whatever, the pool, yeah. uh, whatever, whatever you, your local whatever water, water you got, is. <laughs> go visit yeah. it. Um, being outside on warm evenings, um, like camping or movies in the park or having like a little fire in your fire pit or whatever. Yeah. Um, and also more farmers markets and more fairs. Grilling. Although I grill really? all year round because the rain is not going to stop me from having grilled steak. But uh, grilling, it's grill season. That's when you can stock up on all your grill accoutrement. Uh, and also um, not just like not just like camping and hiking and stuff like that. But the fact that like all like every park has something going on yeah you have beer fests are during the summertime you have yeah. you, music fests are generally during the summertime so you have a lot more outdoor activity yeah. time uh which is great that's like the best part of summer regardless yeah. of the fact that yeah. summer's hot and the sun is all out there and stuff <laughs> yeah which i'm not a fan of <laughs> and one uh like two that are not necessarily tied to a season, but are a great way to see the changing of the seasons is if you have any botanical gardens near you or like Japanese tea gardens or Japanese type gardens near you that you can visit, go mm -hmm. and make it a habit to visit those during each season. Yeah, totally. We, we're right near some really beautiful botanical gardens and like we're with, you know, we're like a couple hours drive from like the world renowned San Francisco tea garden um and it's it's beautiful and if going each season you kind of get to see like oh there's flowers on this plant where there weren't flowers there before or this one has uh leaves that are changing color in the fall or like wow this one still has leaves and it's the dead of winter yeah so you kind of get to um you know you can do things in, in that way there too yeah totally totally yeah so 
since we've talked about relatively mundane ways, let's talk about some magical ways to connect with the seasons. Because we got a foundation going now. We're building on top of that foundation. We can start incorporating magic into our seasonal rituals. So um, here are a few ways that you can do that. You can consider working with local elemental animal or fae spirits. They are usually tied to a local landmark, a specific place or landscape or phenomena. Um, you can leave them offerings or tidy up their area. That's a great way to sort of get to know the energy of an area. Um, and if you want to learn more about working with the Fae, um, which is also a pretty good way to build a relationship with nature spirits, check out our Fae episodes, um, episode nine, working with the Fae and episode 39, types of Fae. Um, so that's a great way to do that. And you can be, you know, you can go as like small as the spirits that are in the area that you like live in, you know, in your backyard yeah. or in the courtyard or at the park that you walk by on your way to walk the dog or, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be a capital B big deal. Yeah. Uh, but you could make it a big deal if you have a particular park that you absolutely love going to find a place in that park. And now that can be your little space. Of course, if you are going to a park, please, please be careful about any offerings you leave. Don't don't let don't, don't leave, leave stuff out. Don't leave stuff out, yeah. especially yeah. if it's in an if area or, or an or animal nature, or a small trash. child can get it. Don't yeah. don't just leave stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, you can also research and get in touch with any um, groups of indigenous people from your area. Mm -hmm. um, understanding traditional customs, beliefs, and rituals of people that are indigenous to the land that you're living on may also give you more understanding of the spiritual landscape of your particular area. Yeah. Um, but keep in mind, they may not be interested in or willing to share this information with you. Um, not because there's something wrong with specifically you, but because of well, the way the world has worked. Yeah. Um, and also, remember, we don't gatekeep here, uh, but we do ask that you do your own research to ensure that any foray into indigenous practices is uh, following the idea of appreciation, not appropriation. Yeah. Uh, we talk about this at length in uh, episode 22, Toxic Internet Witchcraft. So if you're curious what really kind of the difference there with appreciation and appropriation is, check that out. Mm -hmm. It's a good one. Heavy, but good. Um, you can also update your altar seasonally, um, with the change of the seasons. It's a good time to clean, like dust, clean things off, yeah. throw things away, uh, and also to cleanse spiritually your altar helps you get into the spirit of the season. And also simple devotional uh, acts like this are not only micro meditations like John talks about, but they also help to keep you centered and engaged in your practice. Yeah. Well, and it it gives you the opportunity to have a space that's sort of like temporally reflective of what's going on outside, right? So like we update our altar. We do it seasonally. We do it we probably a little bit more it. frequently than yeah. seasonally. We tried to do it with each Sabbath and that was just too much work. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a little <laughs> too much. But it, it lets you change things around, right? And like we've we've altered our our altar uh many many times not just in like like with decorations and stuff but uh in like form function and layout yeah uh it also lets you sort of recycle or upcycle things or um, take stuff out and be like oh i haven't used this crystal out here for a while yeah yeah and of course like dusting and cleaning which is nice um and it gives you like a nice little permanently decorated space Right. Ours yeah. is just like right there in the living room. So yeah. it's nice decoration in this already maximum. And if house. you watch some of our older episodes, we actually in our older episodes sit in front of the altar. It's something that we're kind of not really able to do anymore because we have like a table in the way. Yeah. Um, so it just kind of like doesn't really work out. So here, enjoy this curtain. Yeah. Behind us. Enjoy yeah. our beautiful faces. Yeah. Um, my fantastic flower crowns. Well, you'll see, you see, <laughs> if you if you follow us on social media, um, you'll you can see we always like post photos of our like uh altar updates. 
yeah. throughout the year there. So you can see what we're doing with that. Yeah. So for yeah. sure, for sure. Uh, you can also do spells and rituals that incorporate the themes uh, of the season, like um, sowing, growing, harvesting, and resting. So that's spring, summer, fall, and winter. Uh, mother, <laughs> maiden mother crone. Kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, introspective and extrospective. Uh, dark and light release or invite a lot of the sabbats have a theme of releasing things that no longer serve you or inviting or invoking things that you want to bring into your life yeah. um and if you are not someone that identifies um with the idea of ma maiden mother crone we've actually been <laughs> we're probably gonna do a whole pub chat talk about this yeah. but we've actually been thinking about a way to talk about this in a much more general neutral way not just for people that are not identifying as women but for people who do identify as women but don't really feel that maiden mother crone side of things so yeah. if you're maiden and you don't become mother do you skip straight to crone so we've been talking about a whole pub chat that we're going to do talking about that and maybe that's next who yeah. knows yeah. Who, who we knows? don't know yet but you'll find those, out those get if... decided at the last possible minute let's not pretend that the pub chats are planned they aren't they're my responsibility and i wing everything yeah it's yeah. way easier to just live life that yeah. way. yeah so that's a good reason to subscribe <laughs> uh... <laughs> and of course you can do spells and rituals that align with the themes of the season spring and summer and fall and winter you know so those are just some ideas for you uh and then also Try using seasonal items in your spells like spring blooms or seeds or fall leaves. Use snow and rain or uh, perhaps our favorite seasonal egregores. Hell yeah, man. Like Santa. Yeah, or the Easter or Bunny. Or the Easter Bunny. And we actually talk about Santa being yeah. an egregore. Or the, or the Great Pumpkin, <laughs> also egregore. That too, that yeah. too, yeah. Um, so or actually... Uncle Sam, also egregore. I mean, 4th of July oh, isn't really a yeah. sabbat, but... but Uncle Sam Uncle Sam is a is fucking American Agricor, my dude, yeah. 100%. So, so yeah, um, you can definitely do that. And not only can you use seasonal items in your spells, but you can also use them in your cooking and make your cooking into magical cooking. Kitchen yep. Witchery is a thing that we have a podcast on, and we talk about very often, because it's a thing that uh, Julie does all the time. And I'm going to be doing a whole bunch more um, TikToks and Instagram reels about that. Yeah, so stay tuned um, for that. So stay tuned. I'm very excited about that. Uh, but uh, also, like, I, I think that one of the best ways to get sort of more in touch with nature, if you're like, and if you already do this, this is not for you. You can you can wait with a smile on your face because you know that you're doing something gangster. <laughs> uh, but like eat seasonal food, right? I understand that in modern America today, you can go to a grocery store any time of year and get strawberries or whatever. Right. Because of like hot and houses also, and shit like that. Full disclosure. We are not eating seasonal food. A hundred percent. Oh, of the no, no, time, no, 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 no. Right. I, I am talking. I am talking about like. We eat seasonal like food probably 75 percent of the time. Well, that's because we get a. We, we like, have a CSA box. We have a so CSA box. Yeah. So that helps. But like, like go to a farmer's market and see what is locally available and like cook with that. Uh, one of my favorite things to do is to get some produce uh, that I have no practical understanding of how to cook with it and just figure it out on the fly. I am not a baker. I don't do like recipes and organized cooking like an adult. Yeah, this year uh, we've been learning I wing it. eggplant. Yeah, which I am not a fan of, but there are ways to prepare eggplant where it is not bad. Yeah, so, we've had a few eggplant yeah. successes. Aubergines. Uh, also, yeah. I think that we as Americans should switch over to aubergine. It's a way, way cooler sounding word. It is and also most of the word. eggplants that you eat are aubergines, not eggplants, which are the ones that are actually shaped like eggs, which is why it's called eggplant. So, <laughs> uh, but that's, it's neither here nor there. I have a lot of weird <laughs> word opinions. You signed up uh, for the magic and you ended up getting the plants. Yeah. The plant, the plants <laughs> and the words. Uh, but no, I really love doing that sort of like seasonal cooking thing. It kind of lets you experiment with flavor profiles 
and ways that um, ways of cooking and using ingredients that you wouldn't traditionally think of, which makes you a little bit more in tune with uh, with the season, a little bit more in tune with the food that you're cooking, which connecting with the food that we eat is very good. Uh, and has a lot of historical mystical practices in it in and of itself. It will also force you to get more spices in your cupboard, which is good because you should want to do weird things with spices. Ooh, we have so many spices. Yes, yeah, yeah. Make tacos, but use Indian spices and not Mexican spices, that kind of stuff. I love doing like weird shit with food. Uh, uh, but also, it it if you make seasonal food, and it doesn't turn out good, and I cannot stress this enough. Even if you are an experienced cook, you are occasionally going to cook something, and it is going to be awful. Like, unapproachably bad food, right? And that's totally okay. I regularly prepare something, and I'm like, this is not at all what I thought this was going to taste like. Is it good? The jury's still out. Am I going to eat it? Yes. Because I already wasted the time. Will it but, get fed at least in part to the chickens? Maybe. You know it. But, uh, but like, especially if you're, like, you know, if you're not living in a rural situation and you're, you know, you're living in, in town, in a city, something like that, right? Go to your local farmer's market. Go to your, go to your, whatever your, like, local hippie store is that's got, you know, stuff from the farmers or what have you. Buy something seasonal. Try and cook it. And if it turns out bad, then just go get fast food that night and it's okay. <laughs> you tried, you gave it your, you gave it the college try of a yeah. bite and come to find out you do not like eggplant. You do not know how to cook it. And whatever you just did shouldn't be thought about in the future. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. like, like play with that stuff, have fun in that space. And it's a great way to experience the seasons because you're going to be able to sort of like, it's involving more senses, right? You look outside and see that the leaves are changing color during the fall time. But until you like get a gourd or a squash or some shit and like try and process that into food, you carve in a pumpkin, roast the seeds and do whatever roasted pumpkin seeds are about. Yeah, do the whole whatever. shebang. Yeah. You know, buy, a, buy like a pie pumpkin, which is a different kind of pumpkin than a carving pumpkin. It's a bunch of different pumpkins. Ask the person in the deli or in the in the produce area at your grocery yeah, store. Don't ask they the will, deli. Sorry, don't ask the deli. <laughs> ask the person in the produce section at your grocery store. They will be like that one. You that's the kind you want to use. Uh but like try and make your own pumpkin pie. I, I gotta tell you, man, that's baking and I can't do that. So every pumpkin pie I've ever made has been like loose. That's okay. Which is I not great that. pumpkin pie. Yeah, I uh, but That's guess what? Me. I buy a pumpkin pie and then I make a pumpkin pie and when I the one that I made turned out not great, then I just use it as topping for ice cream and I eat that regular pumpkin pie. Yeah. <laughs> so, there's always a solution, but no, I really I, I think that involving seasonality not just magically, but like in your food, uh like involve it magically. Get did you see a pretty leaf? Pick that shit up, dog. Like, make sure it's not gross. Um, and like, wash your hands afterwards. But like, pick that shit up, blot it dry on a paper <laughs> towel, put it in your altar space. I'm my altar is like covered in feathers of various birds because sometimes I'll be like, oh, I found an outside bird feather, and then just like clean that feather and then put it in my altar space. Yeah, yeah, or what have you. Uh, I mean, we also have a lot of birds, so that helps. That too. But um, yeah. So like, like definitely try and involve seasonality in. You're in your day to day. And if you're going to do that, why not make it magical? I mean, we talk about like turning the mundane into magical and mystical on a regular basis. And I think that this is all part of that sort of greater exploration of consciousness where we want to like improve ourselves and connect more with like nature and with like the fabric of reality. And in so doing, like we grow and we improve and we also approach like nature and life and other people with a uh, more poignant amount of knowledge uh, and more understanding and with the desire to learn and to understand, which I like is kind of low key. The point of all of this yeah. is to be like understanding and, and like interacting more with nature and understanding more how we affect these things. So that way we can be informed. Like it seems obvious to say we should strive to be informed people but it apparently is not based on what the news is saying these yeah. days so who knows 
Uh, but soapbox set aside. Uh, seasonal <laughs> seasonal stuff is like s- seasonality in general is one of my favorite expressions of nature and one of the funnest things to do from a witchy standpoint like in our altar space is to update those things and like put Halloween decorations out or put Christmas decorations out or put out well, I guess Valentine's Day decorations I don't I don't know what's over around there like hearts, I guess. Hearts and stuff. I don't know. Hearts and uh, doilies. Ah, doilies. Whole hearts. Um, no. Put out. Uh, put out the red. Put out. Uh, like flowers or plant. Uh, crops and you know do you know make offerings with with like locally sourced seasonal food and things like that. That's all fun. Who doesn't love that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. So yeah, yeah it, I think involved. it always feels a little like extra witchy for me doing stuff that like aligns with the season too. Totally, totally. I feel like a little more magical. Yeah, when I'm doing doing that sort arts of and thing. crafts, guys. Yeah. do a seasonal arts and crafts. Right? When's the last time you put your hand on a piece of paper and you traced it and you turn it into a turkey? Everybody loves that shit. It's gangster. You know, turkey ham. Yeah, I do. I have not thought about that in a long time. Right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Right? Do a macaroni art, whatever. Um. I, let me tell you, if you want to truly find peace within yourself, do the crafts that you learned when you were in elementary school. That is, I've, I spent seven hours today painting a tiny building. Check that shit out on my Instagram. I am very proud of myself. Yeah, we got our, uh, I went into that. Our Inktober Not stuff. sure. I spent all day painting five strawberries. They're good looking strawberries though. Quite juicy. Yeah. They looked very juicy. Yeah. Yeah. They look real good. They look real good. Very Um, excited. Also, did you guys realize that strawberry, the seeds on a strawberry are not black? They're generally like a yellowy green. A thing that I did not think about until John was like, hey, what kind of color are you going to paint those seeds on the strawberry? And I was like, I don't know, black. And he's like, I don't think those seeds are black. Yeah, they're like off white, bro. Yeah, they're like yellowy white. Yeah, they're like really, really pale seed color. Yeah. 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 So that's fun. <laughs> Not like I didn't know what color they were, but just like in my mind, they were you just black. didn't really think about yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't really think about yeah. it. So, you know, so there's so uh, seasonality is fun. It's funny because it because it is fall and Halloween season. Um, you know, we, we just recently did that um, Halloween shopping thing and we actually have a sort of a part two um coming up because yeah. we went to go and get some additional things and ended up buying a bunch of christmas stuff because christmas is invading because christmas is Halloween invading season, and also like if we don't get it now all the good stuff will be sold out yeah. um but yeah. the the we've we've talked to like a few like cashiers doing our our errands these last couple of weekends and they're like oh getting your decoration on early and they're like i wish i had the patience for decorations it's easy to put them up and hard to put them down or hard to take them down and we were just like yeah man we get it because the thing is is like we don't really take decorations down we take like the we big take stuff some of TM, them down. but like some of the stuff i mean like that's from chinese new year like three years like ago. three years ago yeah. uh and we've got like a ceramic light up egg that we got around easter time that's, that's still, still out yeah. we have halloween decorations from like several years ago yeah. Yeah. you know christmas um, decorations from several years ago i mean nothing like big but like some of the little stuff we we like living in a maximist maximalist sort of yeah we're definitely maximalists could Uh, you tell but but also like because we do um because we sort of like do different themes for christmas or whatever when we were out shopping we kind of ran into this opportunity we're like all right well we got all these sweet halloween decorations and like we could put them up but what am i going to take these down november 1st like not at all. So we've decided to do Halloween for Christmas. Yeah. So we're just uh, going to literally leave those decorations yeah, so up. So we're having a haunted and Christmas. And add Christmas to yeah. them. Um, so we're pretty stoked for that. Yeah, we're so pretty stay tuned that. for more, um, more chitty chats about that. Yeah. Uh, and some videos on our on our socials. Yeah. yeah. Totally. 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 Uh, but yeah, with that, that is Mabone 103 uh, living with the seasons. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is which is real fun. It's sort of a different look. It's um, 
I mean, Babylon, you said, was about, like... Balance uh, and gratitude. Balance and gratitude and, and giving thanks and such like yeah. that. And I think that that's a fantastic way to do that is to celebrate the season, right? And give thanks for the things that you have in the season uh, with regard to that. Uh, but so uh, all of the stuff that we talked about, as well as all of the other podcast episodes that we talked about, all have Book of Shadows pages, we are we are so close to being caught up on Book of Shadows pages. I've gotten a ton of them done recently. Uh, they take way longer than you would expect. But uh, so those the Book of Shadows pages for each podcast episode are available on our Patreon. So we have a Patreon. It's a Nerd Jive on Patreon. The links will be wherever links are, and you can go there and you can support us like our patrons who we would like to love to give a shout out to right now. So thank you, Alan, Miranda, Somewhere, Helena, Alexa, Panda, and Brianna. You guys are awesome, and uh, you keep us doing more each time. Yeah. So thank you very much for that. Uh, And if you're interested in uh, supporting us or helping us out, you can check out our Patreon. You can also just... uh, Subscribe to the channel if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to this on the podcast network, uh, subscribe to the podcast yeah. or whatever that is. Follow it. Um, and Tell leave us friends. a review. Leave us a review on the podcast network because that helps whatever algorithms are running in the background to do that. Because I don't know how podcasts work, even though I make one, and um, not at all. And uh, yeah, if you are on YouTube. Don't forget to like this video, comment below. What do you do for seasonal celebration? And what did you do for Mabon this year? Uh, You saw what we did, which was go Halloween shopping. And it was awesome. You should do the same thing. Get more Halloween decorations in your life. There are some fucking rad ones out there this year. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Very cool uh, Halloween season this year. And uh, like this video and... and hit the bell or whatever YouTube's asking us to do these days. Um, do whatever the stuff is that YouTube wants you to do uh, to keep up with us and see more podcasts, which again, like I said, come out once a week. But uh, yeah, either way, I have been John Norgrove. This has been Julie Norgrove. And this has been The Horn and Cauldron Podcast. Podcast. And we will catch you guys next time. Stay witchy, folks. Yeah. And don't forget, breathe in self-confidence and breathe out self-doubt.